tuning in today. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Mason Fizzle. Hey guys, it's Alex, a.k.a. Alley Welcome to the fifth episode of Where's the Action? Today, we've got a good one today, folks. We're talking about Casino Royale, the first James Blonde film uh, for Daniel Craig. It was personally my favorite, but uh, more on that later. Um, yeah, so this is the fifth episode. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first off, before we get into anything, uh, there will be spoilers, as always, so just keep that in mind. And also, let's go into our full disclosure segment. Um, so, uh, so, listen, Alex <laughs> might have been half asleep during this movie. Uh, he was sinking in and out of consciousness uh, <laughs> last night. He watched it this morning. Um, but yeah. I I woke up at eight thirty around that time, started playing the movie, um, finished the movie around eleven, and it's about eleven thirty right now, and so we're <laughs> we're filming the podcast. <laughs> um, so I was kind of paying attention. I was uh, at the beginning of the movie, um, but towards the later end of the half of the movie, I definitely could pay more attention than the first <laughs> i mean you should be like the movie expert on this because you just watched it <laughs> <laughs> well that doesn't that doesn't always correlate because i was kind of sleepy <laughs> okay all right hey you know what let's give uh, the listeners an update on your temple Oh yeah <laughs> so my so last episode i mentioned my temple right side um is hurting a little bit um so now um i took into mason's advice of not talking and not eating no i actually did do that but (laughs) i actually still kept eating and talking um but yeah temple still slightly hurts but not as painful as last time so well should have taken my advice or (laughs) you wouldn't be having this problem we are getting back to normal so thank you to uh, whoever uh, expressed their concern. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, now on to our sponsors. So the first sponsor for this video uh, is a very, I thought it would be appropriate for this conversation. We're talking about <laughs> James Bond. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about Gold Bond for a minute. The original OG Bond. Um, Gold Bond is sold as both a powder and a topical cream and Gold Bond is used to curb moisture, control odor, and soothe minor skin irritations, notably jock itch. (laughs) Spin-off products are designed for specific uses such as foot powders or powders for infants to treat diaper rash. Bond. Gold Bond. There you go. So I did not know what gold bond is. Um, I don't know how. I don't and, know. How. And so Mason put it down. I was like, "What is this?" And then he was like, "No, just let me explain it." <laughs> well, okay. there you go. Now you so, know. Yep. Now I know. Um, you jock itch or diaper rash. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, second sponsor. Uh, so last night I had Chick Fil A, and so therefore our other sponsor. For the podcast today is Chick-fil-A. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, Chick-fil-A is one of the largest American fast food restaurant chains and the largest whose specialty is 
Chicken Sandwiches. Its headquarters is in College Park, Georgia. Chick-fil-A was originally founded as the Dwarf Grill in 1946, changing the name um, to Dwarf House until rebranding as Chick-fil-A in 1967. So that's according to Wikipedia. Um, wow. That, Wait, Dwarf House? They actually called it Dwarf House? I, I don't know. This is Like Dwarf, can... as in small person. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's kind of strange. Uh, but um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Chick-fil-A was really good yesterday. I would highly recommend getting the spicy sandwich over the original. Always <laughs> the spice with you. Yeah. Got more action. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so we'll uh, just start off our podcast with um, all the great action scenes that take, that took place in our podcast. Um, there were a bunch of scenes, and so we do have a good amount to talk about. And so the first scene, um, so when I was kind of half asleep, but I still remember this scene. <laughs> um, so it, go, it starts off the movie um, with James Bond talking to some person. Uh, I don't remember who the person was, but uh, they were talking about some flashback, and it's James Bond, like, back in the day, um, taking yeah, taking down this um, bad person in a bathroom, uh, and so they're beating each other up in the bathroom, which is kind of interesting. Um, one of the scenes is, like, uh, Bond throws him to the, like, the sink and like starts smashing him there <laughs> uh, and then also like breaking mirrors that was pretty cool and then like to top it off he kills the guy by like suffocating him in the water from the sink so he like turns on the faucet and like lets him just drown from the water coming from the sink so yeah that that was the that was a very good opening scene yeah, that kind of set the stage for the rest of the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Just for this, because this was the first uh, uh, Daniel Craig Bond movie. So, like, this is kind of introducing the new Bond to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Yeah, I thought that was really good. Imagine drowning in a sink, though. That's kind of, I mean, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, anyway, um, we are then transported to Madagascar. Uh, no, not the not the talking animal movie, <laughs> or the real one. Um, and although there are animals involved in like some type of cobra meerkat fight club thing, I don't know. That was unclear. Uh, but anyway, so there is this man. We call him Le Chiffre. Um, he is the main villain in this movie, and he goes to Madagascar because he's basically funding some type of terrorist organization there. Uh, I don't, is it ever explained why, or is he just kind of a bad dude? Uh, I don't remember if there was an explain, explanation, so I think he's just a bad person overall. He's just a bad guy funding terrorists. You know how they do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that kind of sets the stage. They have a big meeting where Le Chiffre and, so fun to say, and the Madagascar terrorists are in cahoots with each other now, and Bond knows this. So... James Bond, um, he is tasked with tracking down this bomber in the group, 
and he eventually goes on a at least 30 minute parkour chase through a madagascar construction site <laughs> parkour <laughs> i mean it was a parkour i mean they were jumping off buildings and steel beams and you know going on top of uh what are those things called uh, the big the big crane thing yeah that's it yeah that's it. yeah the crane. <laughs> and eventually i mean they're just oh, really really beating each other up and Eventually, uh, the Madagascar terrorist throws the gun at Bond. Bond catches it in the air and throws it back at him. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And so eventually, he catches up to him after 30 minutes of running around and <laughs> hopping, hopping on vans. And uh, eventually, he tracks the bomber down to the embassy in Madagascar. And he... <laughs> He goes and literally just shoots up the whole place. Bond is shooting. He shoots the bomber and escapes. Uh, he escapes, right? Doesn't he? Doesn't he is like escape or does does he get captured? So the bomber, he um he he goes to the embassy and then he's talking to someone, and then Bond catches up and then tries to take like capture him, but then the embassy starts like shooting back at him. Um, and then after the whole scene of like running around, um, like he eventually just hands him over to the embassy and then Bond like disappears by, uh, like shooting something that explodes. And so he's able to like run off. Oh, he killed everybody. That was it. Yeah. He killed everybody. Well, I, I don't know if he like really killed everybody. Like he, he like took down people by knocking them out. Um, maybe we were both half asleep when we watched this. <laughs> <laughs> Because I watched it late at night. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> together, we have half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, anyway, that was a really good scene. Uh, parkour was in its prime back in 2006 when this movie came out. So I don't know, man. I I wanted to be Bond when this when this moment happened. I went and did parkour around the apartment. You know, a lot of a lot of jumping around. So. It was a lot of jumping. I'm like, yeah, wow. he really has a. He could uh, he could beat Steph Curry in a. <laughs> Stop! No, not Steph Curry again. <laughs> okay, okay, moving oh, on. Right, back moving on, on. Back on topic. Back on topic. Wow, we got derailed real quick this time. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Bond goes to the Bahamas. This movie, all right, I will say this movie has very good um, locales and stuff as far as shooting locations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're. At, the Bahamas, they're in Madagascar. It's very bright and colorful, which I kind of liked. Uh, it sets it apart from different movies of the same caliber. And so, anyway, he's in the Bahamas. He's tracking down this guy, Mr. Uh, I want to say Demetrios or something like that. Yep. Mr. Demetrios, mm-hmm. uh, who he's tipped off as like one of the informants for Le Chiffre. They're in cahoots, too. Uh, so, he goes to track this guy down. Uh, eventually, he does. He kind of bangs his wife um that was interesting <laughs> uh you know classic james bond stuff uh steal your girl <laughs> mr steal your girl apparently also mr steal your car too because he also got he also got his aston martin which is kind of cool yeah but anyway anyway so he's got to um track this guy down well all of a sudden in the middle of the night demetria leaves for miami and so somehow Bond chases him there to the airport. Um, and then there's another scene where, another chase scene, except this time 
Well, Bond is still chasing somebody. <laughs> He's chasing Demetrios. Well, his henchman, right? Because he kills Demetrios. Right. Yep. And then he's so he's chasing this henchman all through the airport, and this is also another thirty-minute scene. Not as much parkour <laughs> as I would like, but uh, still pretty good. Yeah. He's like in an oil tanker at some point for the you know refueling planes and stuff, and um, at one point there are a whole bunch of cops and he just rams through them and gosh, there's so much hanging on the outside of the tanker and. Um, and then <laughs> the only CGI in this movie is when there's a plane that's about to land and hit the um, the tanker that the henchmen and Bond are on. And it, it it looks like it was 2006. It does not look good. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they were, they were working with what they had. I mean, I would have taken that part out because they didn't really need it. Like, they were like, oh, what are we going to do? But the plane, like, you know, didn't hit them. So, I don't know. It, I, I didn't feel like they needed that part. Uh, this was probably the weakest action scene for me. There's just a lot of driving around, and uh, although it did end very well, so uh, eventually the the henchman gets out of the tanker. Yet Bond is somehow still driving for some reason, <laughs> and like it's he the guy tied the belt to the steering wheel and can't stop bond can't stop the thing the tanker from going into this big plane um, and so he has to like quickly maneuver and not run into it which he does of course <laughs> and, but at the very end he gets he gets uh, arrested by Miami police and um, and the henchman is standing like two cars away from bond and bond I, I was wondering because like bond didn't say oh look there's the guy there's the guy and I was so confused until I saw that um, the henchman uh, actually had a bomb on him. Bonds, Bonds put the bomb on the henchman. <laughs> he, he blows himself up. I was like, oh, that's why he's not saying anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably the best part of that scene. Just you know, seeing the guy blow up. You don't actually see him blow up, but you know he does. Um, the subtitles say "man blows up" or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, this was the weakest scene. Uh, I don't know. It was at night. It was kind of, I don't know. I mean, it was. It looked good, but it just didn't really click with me like the other ones did. Do you have anything to say about that part? Or um, I'd say like uh, it was kind of just more of like a, a chase around scene, um, kind of Fast and Furious vibe. Uh, <laughs> yes, with the long runway. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was very clever how they put the, the bomb on the villain uh, because it was very stealthy. So yep. James Bomb. Very, very James guy. Bomb. Very, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so next scene we talk about um, where basically where Casino Royale comes from. Um, so the next location that Bond now goes to is the Zek Republic. Is that correct? Uh, so the Casino Royale itself is in Montenegro. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he might have been in the Czech Republic. It's a long movie. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so they go to this um, casino uh, because they are tracking down the Jeffrey. Yeah, and they're gonna be there, and there's this like 
big gambling um, night or event that takes place with like really high baller poker players. And so Bond is disguised as one of these high baller poker players. And so they take place, they, they play this poker game. And so after through like around, um, there goes this intermission. So they get this little break after playing their their first round of playing poker. And so during this intermission, um, Bond is still spying on him. And so he like goes to the, he like follows him to his hotel room. And so what happens in that hotel room, Lei Sheffrey is actually surprised by his uh, African partners. Um, so the people he's working with, uh, with like the money and so, or basically who he's getting the money for. Um, and they surprise him and threatens to kill them with a machete. So mm. one of the, <laughs> so you you never think, oh, I'm bringing a machete to a fight. <laughs> oh, I do uh, all the time. What do you <laughs> Um so yeah, so these two henchmen are there in his room. They're actually threatening him and then also him and his um lady friend. And so what happens is they don't cut anybody, uh, but it was more of just like a threat in that scene. Um, and so the two henchmen leave and Bond is like in the hallway um, making out with his lady friend Vesper um, trying to play it cool like oh nothing's happening we're just uh, we're just chilling in the hallway <laughs> and the two henchmen notice Bond with a little earpiece um, and so they actually shoot at him but Bond being Bond is able to like um, kind of escape and so they come after him and so what happens is like the two men come to him and they're like fighting in the staircase <laughs> and so the first the first like scene like the bond just like takes out one guy by throwing him all the way down to the to the bottom of the staircase and like so less than five seconds <laughs> like like a couple a couple moves just like fumbling around and then he just throws them off <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guy who has the machete, um, they're they're eventually like throwing punches at each other, and like he's swinging everywhere, and like, um, and I think he cuts them slightly, but nothing that like Bond can handle. Um, but throughout the scene, like they're going, they're like going at each other, and then they're just like progressively moving down the stairs by like throwing each other throughout the the staircase, uh, and eventually. At the very end, they get to like the bottom of the staircase, where they're kind of um, almost near the end of the fight, and then uh, the henchman is like uh, reaching for a gun while Bond is trying to choke him out, and then Vesper, who's at the bottom of the staircase, comes in and um, what does she do? Oh, she she like tries to knock out the gun out of his uh, the henchman's hand, and so she plays. A little part into um, helping Bond out, and eventually Bond is able to choke him out and takes out two guys. Oh, and then the the first henchman was like all the, already there, and so we got to see him again. And so he's just chilling at the very end of the staircase. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a it's a good scene. Yeah. I will say, I don't know. And so, um, 
So yeah, so all, when while all of this is happening, Bond has to go back to the poker game. <laughs> to yeah. Win the money. And like somebody, I think Lachifre says at the game, he's like, "Oh, you changed your shirt." Yeah. Well, I was like, "Oh yeah." I don't know what he <laughs> probably said something smooth. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So they go back to this poker game. This poker game probably takes up at least I want to say forty-five minutes, maybe. I don't know. It but don't know. it felt longer. It felt longer. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it didn't. Like it, it yeah. breezed by. The movie makes it so good. How like even a poker game, like the seven guys just sitting around a table putting in chips, mm-hmm. was interesting uh, because eventually they have several rounds. I think they've had quite a few, and you have to buy your way in. And so this is towards one of the later rounds. Le Chiffre actually poisons Bond. And so he's like, Bond starts like choking and, you know, dying. And he's like, hey, deal me out, deal me out. <laughs> he goes out to the car and he tries to like <laughs> resuscitate himself with an MI6 registered, um, <laughs> registered defibrillator or whatever. And uh, he eventually gets saved by Vesper yet again, who, um, who, res- who presses the red button to bring him back to life. Um, but yeah, he, he almost dies twice during this poker game, like in just like recesses. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Um, but any- anyway, so he goes back in and Lashifer is surprised and he's like, oh, how, you know, he's thinking to himself, how is he still alive? And then Bond's like, sorry, gents, that last round almost killed me. <laughs> or that, something like that. Um, and so, but yeah, so the, the poker game itself was actually really good, really high stakes too, because if Bond didn't win, then the whole operation would fail and the Schiffer would just continue getting money and stuff. Because there's like a 150 mil jackpot win for this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So eventually, um, through a long thing, uh, Bond ends up meeting a CIA agent. What was it FBI? One of those, I think it was CIA. Uh, named Felix, uh, and he deals with him. He's like, yeah, you know, if you if you win, uh, can the CIA get him? And uh, eventually, yeah. Uh, so he teams up with that guy, and eventually, through a lot of bluffing and and uh, tricks of the trade, Bond wins the game, uh, surprisingly to Le Chiffre. And so you know, the game ends. You know, Vesper and him celebrate. And um, but uh, then later on, Bond gets kidnapped along with Vesper because Vesper got kidnapped, and so Bond tried to chase down Le Chiffre and his henchmen and get Vesper back. Um, and so they they tie Vesper up and put her in the middle of the road. <laughs> like Bond literally almost runs her over. It's crazy, but he he tries to like maneuver away, and he eventually does, and it does a few barrel rolls. Actually, fun fact, this barrel roll stunt was the most barrel rolls ever uh, in a movie for mm. a, a car, for like some type of air cannon they used. Wow. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Um, so anyway, he gets knocked out by Le Chiffre's gang and he wakes up, how do I say this, uh, fully nude <laughs> in some type of sewer. And um, uh, Le Chiffre cuts a hole in a chair I don't, I guess to make Bond suffer more, 
so he can't have stability. Uh, and this is basically straight up naked torture porn. I mean, <laughs> this is rough stuff. <laughs> um, so the reason they're Le Chiffre is torturing Bond is because Bond needs to put in a passcode to get this money because you know it's 2006 and they have a bunch of technology and <laughs> they, they basically wire the funds through this briefcase computer <laughs> some guy carries around and so they need a password for it and so Le Chiffre is uh, he needs the password so he's torturing Bond for it um, and he won't give it to him um, this scene was tough to watch, honestly. <laughs> like, it's all, I mean, you really feel every single punch and every single rope, <laughs> it, rope whip that Bond endures. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, this one, this one be hitting different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's got one of my favorite parts in this scene, but I'll save that for the next segment. But uh, yeah, do you have anything to say about the uh, torture scene, or uh, besides it being very odd, um, it it adds like a, a very good talking point in the movie. So yes. yeah. So oh, one more thing. Um, this was I had a big gripe with this part. But I, I guess it's okay. Like, some guy walks in. We don't know who it is at first. <laughs> and he shoots Le oh, Chiffre yeah. in the head. <laughs> One shot, and the main villain is done. He's out. And it wasn't even James Bond who shot him. I'm like, are you kidding me? Spoilers, by the way. Um, but I, uh, that, that was, like, oh, very anticlimactic to me. So, but, yeah, so Le Chiffre is dead. And Bond is resuscitated and sitting nice at some type of Venetian villa or something. And you now he's on bed rest. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the end of that scene. So, yeah, take it away for the last action set piece. Yeah. And so when you think everything is all fine, um, Bond puts in his letter of resignation. And so now they are um, living life in Venus. Um, Venus? Yeah. You mean Venice? Venice. Unless they traveled to Venus. I don't know. <laughs> Venice. My Venice, bad. Venice, Venice. Uh, and so life is all nice and well. And um, in this scene, uh, Bond gets a call about uh, his money transfer um, not going through. And so Bond calls up. Uh, that person that did his transfer, um, the guy who was uh, carrying the briefcase, and he was saying like, oh, the money's actually being withdrawn from uh, a bank in Venice um, right now. And so the only person who like could really just withdraw the money would be Vesper. So Vesper is now some shady character at the very end of the movie. Um, and so the turntables have um, really played out. <laughs> the turntables have played out. The, the turntables. What did you uh, think of this twist? Did you did you expect it? I did not expect this at all. No. Nah, me neither. Um, me neither. Good yeah. twist. So yeah. So what's happening now is Bond has Bond is tracking down Vesper um, throughout the city, and what comes down is like when Vesper is about to hand off the money to 
some person she's working with, um, like uh, Bond is able to like catch them, but then what ends up happening is like the, it's another chase scene, and so they eventually run into like this building that's like in construction at the moment. So it's always construction with this movie. <laughs> construction and chase scenes. Yep, and so <laughs> the scene is very interesting because a like um, the building is like on top of like water right and so for some reason the ground isn't has like fully been developed and so like there's openings of like water and so there's also like uh these like uh how would you say it like tubs of like water canisters or something like that <laughs> it's very unclear i'm not sure it's like pressurized water yeah yeah pressurized water and like bond like uses it to, so he like shoots them and so like it explodes the water everywhere <laughs> um but anyway so like this is happening where he's like he is a trying to get the briefcase and then b also trying to take down the the henchmen that are in the building trying to take him down and then c uh, Vesper is like locked up in his elevator so he also is trying to get her as well um, and so what eventually happens is he takes down like all the henchmen and he, all, he also takes down the guy who was getting the briefcase uh, with a nail gun um, Ooh, he shoots yes. he shoots him in the eye <laughs> um, oh and the briefcase is like washed away right now so technically like the money's god uh, but eventually it shows up later but yeah he's able to take down the guys there and then when he's trying to rescue vesper vesper um like sabotages herself and lets the, the elevator to drop and like get herself um drowning in the water because like the the whole building is collapsing and so everything is falling down um falling into the water underneath and Bond isn't able to save her, but uh, yeah, that is the last action scene. Unless you have something else to add on. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Vesper's death uh, <laughs> really hit hard uh, for Bond, too. Because like, their whole dynamic in this movie was really good. I know you liked it because of all the love stuff. <laughs> um <laughs> Like, yeah. So I thought, like, oh, she's just going to be another Bond girl, you know, just uh, there to bang and that's it. <laughs> but I genuinely felt like they actually loved each other. And, like, there's one scene after, like, the machete scene where she's literally in the shower. And I thought, oh, great, there's a, you know, shower sex scene. Um, but no, she was just sitting there crying, fully yeah. clothed. And he got in fully clothed and just comforted her. So this movie did a really good job of, like, subverting expectations but mm -hmm. also playing to the same things that bond has been doing for like the past like 50 years you know mm -hmm. so but yeah that um it was it took a lot of guts because they could have easily just like oh he could have resuscitated her you know mm -hmm. been a cliche ending but no she actually died so that added a lot more stakes to the whole thing i felt it really validated the whole the whole movie really um, yeah good i i, I like the final scene it, it, it was just it could have been better if Lashifre was there I feel like if they if he was the one instead of the guy with the, just random guy with the briefcase 
Oh so yeah. If it was the Shifre, it would have been so much better. Well, well it's just it's just weird because um, Shifre just dies, like it wasn't one even, shot to the head. It wasn't not even, even ex- Bond. It wasn't exciting at all. It was just like, no. oh, that was quick. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just another one of those subverting expectations things. Like you yeah. think they're gonna have a big showdown, and then nope. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just it leads to this last minute uh, villain, uh, which plays a part uh, into the ending scene. But yeah, that's. I but mean, yeah, that's pretty much that's every action scene, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's a lot, but I don't know this nonstop. Well, there is stop action, but um, for the most part, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very zippy, um, colorful too. It's not like you know all grays and stuff. And it was, I don't even think there were like two scenes in London, and that's it. I'm glad yeah. they. I'm glad they're branching out. I don't like it when it's always in London or New York. It's just kind of gray and bleh. but mm-hmm. no this one this one popped i mean this one this one will stick with you unless you were half asleep and you watched it uh, <laughs> uh, alex <laughs> all right so moving on to the next part uh so what was our favorite parts um Ooh, yeah uh can i go first yeah go ahead okay i just think fig- i was on the list first so you know no uh, you know <laughs> yeah no yeah no i actually remember this movie so <laughs> so okay so there's a lot at stake in this movie because as i've already said this was daniel craig's first foray into the bond verse um and so you know what i just realized he actually is gold bond (laughs) (laughs) he's got gold hair (laughs) so anyway gold bond um had a lot to prove in this movie and he I think he worked. He might be my favorite Bond, um, just because he he was human, and like he had all these sides to him. And you know, they talk about, oh, he's very shielded from emotions. Yet we see, like when Vesper dies and stuff, he really does have emotions and he really does care. And so, but he's also funny too, like understatedly funny. <laughs> That's what I liked. And I liked actually my favorite part was in the torture scene when uh, I think. Le Chiffre was whacking at Bond's balls, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was whacking him hard, man, with with this rope, with the rope, yeah. I should specify. Um, and so it, <laughs> he just kept whacking him, and, and, and Bond was like, oh, to the right, to the right. They, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this, this guy is a ballsy uh, <laughs> uh, but the best line in this torture scene was when Bond says now the whole now the whole world's gonna know that you died scratching my balls <laughs> I was like dang bro that's savage that's the 007 I like to see because so, it's funny but it's also like yeah you're gonna die and <laughs> it, was, it was menacing but comedic at the same time I, I don't know that really that scene really clicked with me yeah. It showed yeah. what Bond could be, you know? Yeah. Good scene, yeah. good scene. Very good scene. Uh, okay, so my favorite part, uh, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but it was the airport scene where um, Bond is tracking down the terrorists and then it eventually is a chase on the uh, the roadway where the, the airplanes take place. Um, 
and the the part that I really liked was when Bon is able to put the bomb onto the terrace. Um, so the sleight of hand of doing that, um, very spy-like, um, really shows the the Bond like um, personality. Like he's very slick and, and like is able to pull it off. Um, and so yeah, that was a very good scene. And then Terrace eventually blows him himself up. So yeah, that was my favorite scene of the movie. Hey, all right, yeah, that was that was a good scene. It was unexpected too, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, all right, onto the <laughs> onto the uh, does not pass the vibe check segment. <laughs> so my moment that does not pass the vibe check, I had a few, but I narrowed it down to one, and that is the villain Le Chiffre walks around with a stainless steel inhaler the whole time. Ooh, scary! <laughs> but he's just like constantly puffing and puffing and puffing at this inhaler the whole movie. And I'm like, wow, he's really menacing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was not needed in the whole movie. I I don't get it. I mean, you, you mentioned at one point they like tracked him through the inhaler or something. Yeah, they care. <laughs> they had plenty of other ways to do that. Like, he brought it to the poker game and like before they started. That was like, was that his like flex? I don't know. He flexing that he has asthma. Um, maybe, so, maybe it, maybe it helped him with like uh, keeping his poker face. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, true. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like laced with something. Maybe it's like a vape. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that works. But yeah, that was my just not pass the vibe check moment. It was just it was unnecessary. Uh, and one more thing about Le Chiffre while we're on the subject. I, I don't know why, but all Bond villains have to have some type of physical deformity. And Le Chiffre is no different. So, like, he's got, like, a glass eye. Not a glass eye, but, like, he's blind in one eye or something, and it bleeds sometimes when he cries. I don't know. He's got a scar. It, it, they've all got that. You know, like, somebody, you know, other villains have, like, buck teeth and you know one eye is missing or half their face is missing but it always seems to be the case where they've got to have some type of physical deformity uh, but i don't know i he, he, he looked cool but the inhaler was the main thing that's my that's my does not pass the vibe check moment <laughs> uh yeah inhaler i don't know i don't know what they were doing with that but I, don't I, to, I thought it could have been like a bomb maybe like maybe he could have used it as a bomb or something but yeah, work. I mean, if they had it and used it for that, it'd be different. But no, yeah. it, it, they didn't use it for anything. <laughs> just kind of there. Um. Yeah. Okay, so my scene, um, or what doesn't pass the vibe check for me, uh, as you guys know, Mason likes to make fun of me about like liking romance and stuff like that uh, with like reality TV shows. <laughs> I was selling Sunset. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Um, and so it doesn't pass the vibe check for me is the the two women that Bond makes moves on and like eventually develops relationships with Vesper Um, but the two women that he interacts with they both die in the movie (laughs) so now Bond is just free spirit he he can move on but I'm just like wow they just they did him dirty. It wasn't like a happy ending between like him and Vesper. So, yeah, he, they 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 took a part away from him. 
Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play opposite here. I kind of like that. <laughs> Listen, Bond is always a lone wolf. He doesn't settle down, have kids, raise a family. Yeah. Have a white picket fence with a dog. You know. I mean, he he's he's always gonna be banging his own drum. If you catch my drift. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're gonna have to put an explicit uh, tag on this <laughs> this podcast, um, but uh, yeah, bro. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, it's always about romance with you. Um, <laughs> but, okay, next next segment: uh, rating system. So, as we know that this took place in a casino with playing poker games, um, and so we are gonna rate it out of five poker chips so um mason would you like to say your rating first yes so i'm going to do a this was almost a perfect movie but as i mentioned before the letdown of the villain uh, really brought it down not too much though because the action scenes were solid and i I, it didn't even feel like a two and a half hour movie it kind of just zipped along um so i am going to rate casino royale uh, let's do 4.85 out of 5 poker chips. That is my official rating. I thought it um, it looked back on the franchise a little bit. You know, there are subtle nods to, you know, when at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm Bond, James Bond. Like the original uh, back in the 60s. Um, but it also brings something new to the table and it completely reinvigorates things. So... Yeah, that's why I'm gonna do 4.85 out of five. I just the villain was slightly a letdown for me, but other than that, excellent, solid, solid movie. Definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so if I had to rate it, I would say uh, like a 4.7 out of five poker chips. Um, pretty good movie. It was actually my very first James Bond movie that I've ever seen. So I haven't oh, seen the really. Yeah, I haven't seen oh, the I didn't original. Know that. I, yeah, I haven't seen the originals. I haven't seen like all these new uh, movies that he's in as well. So, like, this is my first one. Um, I, it was pretty good. Like, uh, I think the spy spy type of movies are pretty good because I I would watch like shows about like spies, but watching movies is pretty cool as well. And so yeah, I I think like the villain part was a little iffy, but um, it was a good twist. That was that was a good part. Like, like I I think like what they did with the twist at the end was was um a good like way to do future movies. If other movies were to do something like that, like that's kind of like a trendsetter. Um, but yeah, I think it was very good. Lots of action. Um, different type of action that we've been watching uh, with our other podcast. But yeah, it was pretty good um, overall movie. Yeah, I mean, and what I will say is this movie leans into practical effects a lot, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what what revs my engine. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really care for the CGI stuff. I mean, right. Hobbs and Shaw, I can't. <laughs> whatever that movie was. <laughs> uh, okay, on to the fun fact segment. So as everybody knows, James Bond is known for getting his martinis shaken, not stirred. Um, that is his staple so we thought for our fun fact about ourselves we would do what type of alcohol do you like (laughs) um for you it's probably a list of 
things you don't like would be shorter. Um, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and list yours off first? Um, so my type of alcohol that I drink, um, I'm not really a big beer person. Like I'll drink it if it's the only thing there, but I wouldn't like casually drink it. I don't know. I don't really like the taste of it. Um, but I, like, it's like a okay drink for me. I rather like like shotgun it or beer bong it if I like really just need to drink something. <laughs> um, so I'm not really a beer person. Um, but like normally when I drink, I drink like um, mixed drinks or I just take shots of like vodka, and so or just like um, like low percentage drinks to like sip on. So like the type of alcohol that I currently like um, that has like grown over the years um, in college. Uh, so ones I like is Smirnoff root beer flavor. Uh, I like Malibu coconut, uh, any Cruzon, um, vodka, they have various like flavors. And so I think they all taste pretty good because it kind of tastes like juice to me. Um, and then soju grape, uh, soju has like different flavors as well, but I think grape is the best. Um, and then Bailey's, uh, that's like a kind of a dessert type of alcohol, um, but very pricey, but very good. Um, and then something like Easy is like Mike's Hard Lemonade, but like the strawberry um, flavor. So yeah, that's my alcohol choice. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Mason? <laughs> well, I'm a good old fashioned American. <laughs> uh, I drink that Budweiser. Uh, no, in all honesty, I, th I think Budweiser's got a good taste, to be honest with you. I Bud Light, I could care less about, uh, but good old-fashioned Budweiser in a bottle, that'd be hitting different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to unwind after a long day at work, you know, uh, just sitting in your easy chair, watching nightly news. Uh, but yeah, Budweiser, Budweiser's my drink of choice. And then after that, probably... White Claws are good. I know it's basic, but you know what? It's the future, man. It doesn't even seem like you're drinking alcohol. It's just, it's literally seltzer. I don't even like seltzer water. The seltzer alcohol somehow works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, White Claws, definitely good. I prefer any flavor. I don't care. Actually, watermelon's probably the best. I don't know, maybe. Uh, or I will also drink whatever somebody hands me, um, which is not good thing to do kids uh drink responsibly but <laughs> um yeah those are the drinks of good choice uh yeah i hope we i hope we get money from these people because we just plugged all of these different ideas uh so uh, we'll be rolling in the deep later <laughs> budweiser's got deep pockets uh anyway <laughs> so that is the end of the fifth episode of where's the action uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, tell your friends how cool we are. <laughs> uh, well, mainly me. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, drink responsibly. Uh, have anything to add, bro? Definitely get into these movies. I, I think, like, watching this one will actually make me start watching the other ones as well just because like they're really good movies um, but yeah drink drink responsibly stay safe stay healthy uh, don't be like Mason who says 
just give me anything, whatever's closest to me. <laughs> Surprised I'm not dead yet. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah. You know, James Bond got poisoned in this film because somebody exactly. had a drink and he drank it. So exactly. that's your lesson not to do that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yep. That is all for me. Um, yes, check out James Bond. Uh, next week, we don't know what we're doing yet. We will figure something out. Um, <laughs> that's how we roll around here. Uh, yeah, check out James Bond. Uh, check out all the sponsors. Gold Bond too. <laughs> also, drink all of these alcohols in one night. See what happens. <laughs> please don't. Please uh, don't. Please don't. Uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Yep. Take care, guys.